Section number three of the Natural History, Volume four. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Steve Mattingly. The Natural History, Volume four, by Pliny the Elder, translated by John Bostock and Henry Thomas Riley. Section three, chapters sixteen to twenty-three. Chapter 16. The Pine In those days they were regarded as exotics, because they did not exist in the vicinity of the city. The pine and the fir, as well as all the other varieties that produce pitch, of which we shall now proceed to speak, in order that the method of seasoning wine from the very first may be fully known. Whereas there are several among the trees already mentioned in Asia or the East that produce pitch, in Europe there are but six varieties of kindred trees that supply it. In this number there are the pine and the pinaster, which have long thin leaves like hair and pointed at the end. The pine yields the least resin of them all. In the pine nut, indeed, of which we have previously spoken, it is sometimes to be found, but hardly in sufficient quantities to warrant us in reckoning the pine among the resinous trees. Chapter 17. The Pinaster the pinaster is nothing else but a wild pine. It rises to a surprising height and throws out branches from the middle, just as the pine does from the top. This tree yields a more copious supply of resin than the pine. The mode in which this is done we shall set forth on a future occasion. It grows also in flat countries. Many people think that this is the same tree that grows along the shores of Italy and is known as the tibulus but this last is slender and more compact than the pine. It is likewise free from knots, and hence is used in the construction of light galleys. They are both almost entirely destitute of resin. Chapter 18. The Pitch Tree. The Fir. The pitch tree loves the mountain heights and cold localities. This is a funereal tree, and, as an emblem of death, is placed before the door of the deceased, and is left to grow in the vicinity of the funeral pile. Still, however, it is now some time since it was admitted into our gardens, in consequence of the facility with which it is clipped into various shapes. It gives out considerable quantities of resin, which is intermingled with white granulations like pearls, and so similar in appearance to frankincense, that when mixed it is impossible to distinguish them. Hence the adulterations we find practised in the Seplasia. All this class of trees have a short, bristly leaf, thick and hard, like that of the cypress. The branches of the pitch tree are of moderate size, and extend from almost the very root of the tree, adhering to the sides like so many arms. The same is the case with the fir, the wood of which is held in great esteem for shipbuilding. This tree grows upon the summits of lofty mountains, as though, in fact, it had an antipathy to the sea, and it does not at all differ from the pitch tree in appearance. The wood is also very highly esteemed for the construction of rafters and many other appliances of life. A flow of resin, which in the pitch tree constitutes its great merit, is looked upon as a defect in the fir, though it will generally exude in some small quantity on exposure of the wood to the action of the sun. On the other hand, the wood, which in the fir tree is remarkably fine, in the pitch tree is only used for making shingles, vats, and a few other articles of joiner's work. Chapter 19. The Larch. 
the torch tree. The fifth kind of resinous tree has the same localities and is very similar in appearance. It is known as the larch. The wood of this tree is far more valuable, being unimpaired by time and proof against all decay. It is of a reddish colour and of an acrid smell. Resin flows from this wood in still greater quantities. It is of the colour of honey, more viscous than the other varieties, and never turns hard. A sixth variety is the torch tree, properly so called, which gives out more resin than any of the others, with the exception of the pitch tree. But its resin is more liquid than that of this last. The wood, too, of this tree is more particularly employed for kindling fires and giving torchlight in religious ceremonials. Of this tree it is the male only that bears what is known to the Greeks by the name of Syce, remarkable for its extremely powerful odour. When the larch is changed into the torch tree, it is a proof that it is in a diseased state. The wood of all these trees, when set fire to, gives out immoderate volumes of sooty smoke and sputters every now and then with a sudden crackling noise, while it sends out red-hot charcoal to a considerable distance with the sole exception of that of the larch, which will neither burn nor char, nor in fact suffer any more from the action of fire than a stone. All these trees are evergreens, and are not easily distinguished by the foliage, even by those who are best acquainted with them, so nearly related are they to one another. The pitch, however, is not so high as the larch, which again is stouter, and has a smoother bark, with a more velvety leaf, more unctuous to the touch, thicker and more soft and flexible. The pitch tree again has a leaf more sparsely scattered and drier. It is thinner also and of a colder nature, rougher all over in appearance and covered with a resinous deposit. The wood of this tree is most like that of the fir. The larch, when the roots are once burnt, will not throw out fresh shoots, which the pitch tree will do as was found to be the case in the island of Lesbos, after the Pyrian grove had been burnt there. In the same species, too, the variety of sex is found to constitute a considerable difference. The male is the shorter tree, and has a harder wood, while the female is taller, and bears a leaf more unctuous to the feel, smooth and free from all rigidity. The wood of the male tree is hard and awry, and consequently not so well suited for carpenter's work, while that of the female is softer, as may be very easily perceived on the application of the axe, a test, in fact, which in every variety immediately shows us which trees are males. The axe in such case meeting with a greater resistance, falling with a louder noise, and being withdrawn from the wood with considerably greater difficulty. The wood of the male tree is more parched, too, and the root is of a blacker hue. In the vicinity of Mount Ida, in Troas, the circumstance whether the tree grows in the mountain districts or on the seashore makes another considerable difference. In Macedonia and Arcadia, and in the neighbourhood of Elis, the names of the several varieties have been totally altered, and it has not been agreed by authors which name ought to be given to each. We have therefore contented ourselves with employing the Roman denomination solely. The fir is the largest of them all, the female being the taller of the two. The wood, too, is softer and more easily worked. This tree is of a rounder form than the others, and its leaves are closely packed and feathered, 
so as not to admit of the passage of rain. The appearance, too, of the tree is altogether more cheerful. From the branches of these different varieties, with the sole exception of the larch, there hang numbers of scaly nuts of compact shape, like so many catkins. The nuts found upon the male fir have a kernel in the forepart, which is not the case with those of the female tree. In the pitch tree, again, these kernels, which are very small and black, occupy the whole of the catkin, which is smaller and more slender than in the other varieties. Hence it is that the Greeks call this tree by the name of Phthiroforon. In this tree, too, the nuts on the male are more compressed and less moist with resin. Chapter 20. The Yew Not to admit any one of them, the yew is similar to these other trees in general appearance. It is of a colour, however, but slightly approaching to green, and of a slender form, of sombre and ominous aspect, and quite destitute of juice. It is the only one, too, among them all, that bears a berry. In the male tree the fruit is injurious. Indeed, in Spain more particularly, the berries contain a deadly poison. It is an ascertained fact that travellers' vessels made in Gaul of this wood for the purpose of holding wine have caused the death of those who used them. Sextius says that in Greece this tree is known by the name of Smilax, and that in Arcadia it is possessed of so active a poison that those who sleep beneath it or even take food there are sure to meet their death from it. There are authors also who assert that the poisons which we call at the present day toxica, and in which arrows are dipped, were formerly called taxica, and from this tree. It has been discovered also that these poisonous qualities are quite neutralized by driving a copper nail into the wood of the tree. Chapter 21. Methods of making tar. How cedrium is made. In Europe, tar is extracted from the torch tree by the agency of fire. It is employed for coating ships and for many other useful purposes. The wood of the tree is chopped into small billets and then put into a furnace which is heated by fires lighted on every side. The first steam that exudes flows in the form of water into a reservoir made for its reception. In Syria this substance is known as cedrium, and it possesses such remarkable strength that in Egypt the bodies of the dead, after being steeped in it, are preserved from all corruption. Chapter 22 Methods by which thick pitch is prepared. The liquid that follows is of a thicker consistency and constitutes pitch, properly so called. This liquid, thrown again into a brazen cauldron and mixed with vinegar, becomes still thicker and, when left to coagulate, receives the name of Bruttian pitch. It is used, however, only for pitching the insides of dolia and other vessels it differing from the other kinds in being more viscous, of a redder colour, and more unctuous than is usually the case. All these varieties of pitch are prepared from the pitch tree by putting red-hot stones with the resinous wood in troughs made of strong oak, or, if these troughs are not attainable, by piling up billets of the wood in the method employed for the manufacture of charcoal. It is this pitch that is used for seasoning wine, being first pounded and reduced to a fine powder. It is of a blacker colour too than the other sort. The same resin, if boiled gently with water and then strained off, becomes viscous and assumes a red colour. It is then known as distilled pitch, 
For making this, the refuse portions of the resin and the bark of the tree are generally selected. Another method is adopted for the manufacture of that used as crapula. Raw flour of resin is taken direct from the tree with a plentiful sprinkling of small thin chips of the wood. These are then pounded down and passed through a sieve, after which they are steeped in water, which is heated till it comes to a boil. The unctuous portion that is extracted from this is the best resin. It is but rarely to be met with, and then only in a few places in Italy, in the vicinity of the Alps. It is in considerable request for medicinal purposes. For this they generally boil a congius of white resin to two congii of rainwater. Some persons, however, think it better to boil it without water for one whole day by a slow fire, taking care to use a vessel of white copper. Some, again, are in the habit of boiling the resin of the terebinth in a flat pan paste upon hot ashes and prefer it to any other kind. The resin of the mastich is held in the next degree of estimation. Chapter 23. How the resin called Zopissa is prepared. We must not admit, too, that the Greeks call by the name of Zopissa the pitch mixed with wax which has been scraped from off the bottoms of sea-going ships for there is nothing, in fact, that has been left untried by mankind. This composition is found much more efficient for all those purposes in which pitch and resin are employed, in consequence of the superior hardness which has been imparted to it by the sea salt. The pitch tree is opened on the side that faces the sun, not by means of an incision, but of a wound made by the removal of the bark. This opening being generally two feet in width and one cubit from the ground at the very least. The body of the tree, too, is not spared in this instance, as in others, for even the very chips from off it are considered as having their use. Those, however, from the lower part of the tree are looked upon as the best, the wood of the higher parts giving the resin a bitter taste. In a short time, all the resinous juices of the entire tree come to a point of confluence in the wound so inflicted. The same process is adopted also with the torch tree. When the liquid ceases to flow, the tree is opened in a similar manner in some other part, and then again elsewhere, after which the whole tree is cut down, and the pith of it is used for burning. So too in Syria they take the bark from off the terebinth, and indeed in those parts they do not spare even the root or branches, although in general the resin obtained from those parts is held in disesteem. In Macedonia, they subject the whole of the male larch to the action of fire, but of the female, only the roots. Theopompus has stated in his writings that in the territory of the Polyanates there is found a kind of mineral pitch not inferior to that of Macedonia. The best pitch everywhere is that obtained from trees planted on sunny spots with a northeast aspect, while that which is produced from more shaded localities has a disagreeable look and the repulsive odour. Pitch, too, that is produced amid the cold of winter is of inferior quality, being in smaller quantity, too, and comparatively colourless. Some persons are of opinion that in the mountainous localities this liquid is produced in the greatest abundance, and that it is of superior colour and of a sweeter taste, and has a finer smell, so long as it remains in a state of resin but that when, on the other hand, it is subjected to boiling, it yields a smaller quantity of pitch, because so much of it goes off in a serous shape. 
They say that the resinous trees, too, that grow on mountains, are thinner than those that are found on plains, but they are apt, both of them, to be unproductive in clear, dry weather. Some trees, too, afford a flow of resinous juice the year after the incision is made, some again in the second year, and others in the third. The wound so made is filled with resin, but not with bark, or by the cicatrization of the outer coat, for the bark in this tree never unites. Among these varieties, some authors have made the sapium to constitute a peculiar kind, because it is produced from the seed of a kindred variety, as we have already stated when speaking of the nuts of trees, and they have given the name of tida to the lower parts of the tree, although in reality this tree is nothing else but a pitch tree, which by careful cultivation has lost some small portion of its wild character. The name sapinus is also given to the timber of these trees when cut, as we shall have occasion to mention hereafter. End of section three.